0: Welcome to the JB Sports Podcast. Today is October 1st, and I am going to start it off with a review of the Week 3 slate of games from the NFL, and then go later into the Week 4 slate of games, uh, what scores I think are going to happen, my, actually my predictions, and then talk about some of the storylines going into Week 4. I'm going to start this off with Thursdays, Thursdays, uh, Thursday night games from, from Week 3, going to be between the Dolphins and Jaguars. Dolphins won 31-13. to I would like to say that the, I, I did predict that the Jaguars win this game, but seemed like the Jaguars came back down to earth. Uh, they did win their first two weeks, which is why I, I thought that they would uh kind of pull it out, but didn't manage to. Uh, there was a storyline going into that game between uh, Gardner Minshew, uh, the quarterback for the Jaguars, and then you have uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. The quarterback for the Dolphins, uh, they were kind of going jabbing at each other. It seemed like for fun; didn't seem too serious. Between uh, Gardner Minshew's pretty good mustache, if I have to say, I can't I can't grow one, so I can't really say. And then you have Ryan Fitzpatrick's pretty good beard that is pretty well renowned throughout the NFL. And they were just looking at each other, saying which one is better between the mustache and the beard. Turns out the beard got uh, pulled it out. Looks like the Jaguars are back on the tank for Trevor Train again. Uh, Gardner Minshew just did not look good during that game at all. So, not much to say about it. Honestly, I watched it, and it just was not a good football game. And I would like to say that I feel like the Dolphins will be a lot better once they put Tua in. I just think Tua is a, even though he's going to have his growing pains, just like Cincinnati right now with Joe Burrow, there's going to be some growing pains, but I also think that Players that are that talented only get better by playing. Watching is not going to be the way that Tua is going to learn how to uh, do his thing in the NFL. Next, I'm going to talk about the Steelers and Texans. My Steelers, they did their jobs. uh, Didn't score too much early. Houston was kind of scoring a lot of points on our defense offensively. By the time the second half came around, uh, the Steelers defense did kind of lock them down. Held them to zero second half points while our offense was kind of able to kind of, they did a lot in the first, I wouldn't say they started off slow, but the second second quarter they scored 14 points uh, and then the second half they scored another 11. So, you know what, I don't need this offense to be super high powered I, as long as we have this defense and it kind of showed that especially from first to second half, the team is willing to make adjustments and The defense really did well with Deshaun Watson, keeping him contained. He obviously Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson. He's gonna do He's gonna have some of those magical plays that only a guy like so only a few guys can make. But you know what? The Steelers defense held on. Uh, I was really kind of scared watching this game. I really thought that against like of years past when the Steelers play teams that are decent. Sometimes they find a way to lose these games that they probably, have, they probably should win because they have control over the game. But you know what? This defense, Ben did his thing. No turnovers, which is a huge thing because Ben always likes to turn that ball over for some reason with the stupid throw that he shouldn't be making. But you know what? Pulled it out. I'm proud. We, uh, Steelers stay 3-0. Houston's now 0-3. I'm not sure how they're going to pull, pull uh, this one out. But you know what? <clears throat> I guess we'll see. Next, you got the Bears and the Falcons. Uh, Bears won 30 <laughs> 26. There's a lot behind this game. Uh, Falcons gave up another huge lead. Uh, let's see, Mitch Drabinski played in the first half and then ended up getting benched for Nick Foles, uh, which was kind of weird just because I kind of, throughout this beginning of this week, I've been watching, like, I watch a lot of different sports shows. And I've heard a few opinions that Trubisky wasn't playing that bad. And obviously, I can't tell. I am no expert. So I look at Mitchell Trubisky, and I just didn't see a great game out of him, which is why I could see them putting Nick Foles in. But once the Bears put Nick Foles in, he, they were throwing the football down the field. They were getting big chunk plays, which I can never say Trubisky is really good at. He was not. He's never been great at getting a lot of chunk plays. But once Foles got in there, they're getting chunk plays. Uh, Bears came back in that game. I think the Falcons had a ten-point lead with six minutes and twenty seconds left, twenty-six to sixteen, and the <laughs> the Bears managed to score three touchdowns with with Nick Foles in at quarterback, pretty much bringing them back for the win. So now the story is Atlanta keeps giving up all these uh these late quarter leads and you know what? I I got nothing to say for that. And I don't know if it's a coach thing. I'm not sure if it's a whole team thing. They know they can't, they keep giving up leads, so it's kinda like in their heads. But the Falcons are a real talented team and uh, it just sucks that they like last week they gave it up to the Cowboys and this week they gave it up to the Bears. I'm like, when is when does the bleeding stop? You have a Uh, franchise quarterback like Matt Ryan he should be the guy to try to help the bleeding stop and it's just not happening it it sucks to see because you see talented players and obviously Julio's not playing for them right now but like I would hate to see all these talented guys on this team that's having a bad rep for giving up leads but you know what it's just it is what it is hopefully they can turn it around I'm not sure if that's going to include getting rid of their coach but uh it's it's one of those things you have to keep looking at throughout the season. Next, you got the Bills and the Rams. Uh, this game was one of the uh, was a big one. Uh, but the Bills kind of jumped out to an early lead. They almost pulled the Falcons. They had a twenty five point lead going into the third quarter. And when you see that, I was when you see a game like that, that should just be a rout. Game should be over. Next thing you know, the Rams kind of jumped back in it. Uh, scoring what is it pretty much yeah they scored 25 straight points with the early in the fourth quarter the score being 28 to 25 with la jumping into the lead 32 to 28 with four minutes and 30 seconds left uh it kind of turned out that they ended up having to put the ball in josh allen's hands to get the last last few minute drive uh, there was a controversial pass interference call that happened in the red zone that gave the Bills another chance at it uh getting a touchdown and uh Josh Allen pulled it off. He had he had a great day. 24 33 311 311 yards and four touchdowns. He had an absolutely monster day and honestly looking at that kind of stat line like I said last week for Looking at a guy like that years ago, couldn't do much throwing the football at all. He has turned out to be a guy that's really able to spread that football around. So I'm I'm very impressed. Uh, people are dubbing him as a as a MVP candidate early on in the season. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of games left to go, but uh, he definitely put on a, put on a good show. But it kind of sucks that you have a Bills defense like that that gave up a, that giving up that huge of a lead. But let's just say the Rams are a talented team that you probably shouldn't be mad about giving up a lead to. Well, not no, that big of a lead you should be mad about giving up a lead to. But they Rams are a talented team. They earned those points as well. So I can't put all of the fault on the Bills, even though there's a lot to go around. Next, you got the Browns and Washington football team. Browns won that game 34-20. Uh... Let's just say Dwayne Haskins just had a really bad day. Uh, he went 220, 30, 21 of thirty seven, two hundred twenty four yards, two touchdowns, three picks. Browns definitely took advantage of those picks. They scored a lot of what is it? I think two touchdowns off of those three picks. I believe. Uh, when you watch it, when you watch a game like that, and me being an Ohio State fan, I want to see Dwayne Haskins succeed, and I also want to see the Browns fail. So really look I was really looking forward to Washington winning that game but uh they just couldn't do it a lot of turnovers sloppy foot, sloppy football in general uh and the more talented team in the Browns pulled it out Baker had a relatively clean game even though there wasn't a lot there he had 16 for 23 156 yards and two touchdowns so he didn't have like the the best day but you know they did enough to win against a subpar Washington team so you got to give them their credit. Sometimes you got to be able to uh, get the wins against the one the beatable teams before you can go off and try to beat the teams you probably shouldn't be beating in the first place. Next, you got the Titans and the Vikings. Pretty close game. Titans uh, win it 31 to 30. This is definitely one of those games the Titans like to win. Uh, Derrick and Derrick Henry had 26 carries, 119 yards, two touchdowns. A lot of field goals scored. Uh, I think the Titans should have gotten a, lot, a few more touchdowns off. But you know what? Scoring points is scoring points. Uh, the Vikings ha- even having 30 points, it just kind of seemed like the Titans were kind of playing within themselves and have playing their game while the Vikings kind of always seemed like they, were- they weren't they were playing theirs. So when you have a game like that, the Titans definitely uh, did their jobs. There's a lot of field goals. Steven Joskowski had six field goals in that game. So it shot the score. Probably should have been a lot different. Probably been a, like more of a route rather than it being close. But you know what? A win's a win for the Titans, and they're gonna take it. Uh, next thing you got is the Vikings. Kirk Cousins didn't do. He did okay. 16-27, two hundred fifty-one yards and three touchdowns, two picks. Uh, Justin Jefferson had a day. The wide receiver for the Vikings. here their rookie receiver. Seven receptions, one seventy five yards and a touchdown. So they're definitely definitely a good game between two teams. I think the Vikings now being 0 3 kind of have an issue on their hands. Not playing out these uh these pretty close games. But you know, this is one of those things with uh Kirk Cousins you gotta deal with. Uh he's always gonna be that guy that's gonna get his and he's gonna kinda keep you in the game, but he's def- not always gonna be that guy to like put the team on his back and really say we're going to win this game because of me like you know so you know it's just one of those games that you just hope you just hope that uh, the, Vi- the vikings can turn it around and hopefully start getting some wins under their belt because they are a good team and every time they get it together they, they turn out to be a real scary one and the titans pulled it out next you got the patriots and the raiders patriots uh won 36 to 20 and honestly it felt like the patriots should have won by even more than that uh, Cam Newton had a it seems like a pedestrian day once uh, 17 for 28 162 and a touchdown and uh, add a pick onto that uh, but it just seemed like they the Raiders just couldn't get anything going in this game mostly due to that Patriots defense being as vaunted as they as it is they don't have the most talent but they're just going to be a well-coached team that's not going to not going to ruin things for themselves and they're just going to wait for the other team to make the mistakes and they just jump on it. So, you know, the Raiders kind of had a great game last week against the Saints and they played some of their best football. I'm not sure if that is going to that is gonna be looked at as the Raiders playing a great game last week and the Raiders are just more back to their normal selves or the Saints were just really bad and the Raiders kind of took advantage. Uh, but only time will tell. Hopefully the... Uh, Hopefully the Raiders can get that stuff together. But Patriots win again, they're two and one. Cam is looking looking pretty good, not making a bunch of mistakes. He's still psychic like he through the football around. It seems like they're just their game plan is changing every week. You have a game like they, when they played Seattle, if they had to throw the football a lot, Cam can do that and he's, he did it pretty proficiently. But when you have a game like against the Raiders where you don't need to throw the ball that much, they're not going to. So it just kind of shows with a uh, Bill Belichick, he's not going to be the guy that's going to say that we have to throw the ball every game. He he's going to be a guy that's like you know what, whatever works is what's going to work, and uh, he's going to go with that. Especially when they are powering behind Burkhead's three touchdowns. He had three, tu- he had a one uh passing one, yeah, receiving touchdown, and then he had another two rushing touchdowns. So he had an absolute monster game. So when you look at that, you don't need. Uh, Cam Newton to throw the ball around, potentially throw picks, anything like that. So, just shows how proficient they are. Really well coached. Uh, I hate to say that about the Patriots because obviously, being a Pittsburgh fan, I hate the Patriots. But uh, you have to, you have to respect the team in that they are, especially when they lost Tom Brady this past season. Uh, not this past season; they lost him at the beginning of the season. Him going to Tampa, especially picking a guy up like Cam, literally months after Cam was released and. There is no reason that Cam should be playing for a couple million bucks. He was a lot better than a lot of these quarterbacks that got signed, and you know he kind of he's he's showing out right now. So a lot of those teams probably looking back on their decisions they made not signing Cam, and probably looking back like, oh, made a might have made a mistake. Well, hopefully, Cam only had a one year deal, so hopefully the uh, some of these teams will have another shot at him. Next, you get the uh, Niners and Giants. Uh, Niners still have all those injuries. Jimmy Garoppolo didn't play in this game. Mozart's hurt. They still, uh, obviously, being without their two defensive ends in Nick Bosa and I forget the other one. But uh, it wouldn't honestly wouldn't matter against the Giants. Giants suck. Uh, the Niners kind of routed them, thirty-six to nine. Really got nothing to say in this game. Giants are without Saquon, and he was pretty much the engine that made this team go. I really don't see this team doing anything, especially with Daniel Jones. It it just seems like Daniel Jones is going to be one of those guys that's not going to be able to do things without a lot of talent around him, a la Saquon Barkley. Without him, uh, the offensive line is not good, so I'm not going to necessarily just subscribe to that too too hard harshly harshly right now. Maybe if they had a better offensive line to give him more chances to uh, to make plays, but it's just not happening. So. You know what? Niners did their job, thirty-six to nine. Not much to say about that. Next, you got the Bengals and the Eagles. Oh, this one is a bit, this is a doozy. Uh, obviously, the Bengals having Joe Burrow, being a young team, just throwing them out there and seeing what they can do. I'm not sure they really expected to win any of these games. Uh, being a young team, being inexperienced, and all that, against an Eagles team that has really been struggling. But I picked the Eagles to win just because obviously i thought that the eagles with their play calling and with their much better core i i, I would say i would say better uh, in name i guess because Wentz has not had a good season but he went 29 47 225 a touchdown and two picks he's thrown two picks or more in literally every game this season and it's kind of it's kind of looking looking quite dire for the eagles right now and it kind of looked that way in the uh, in overtime because it turns out that <laughs> the Eagles aren't good on, on defense either, and it allowed the Bengals to score and stay in the game, and it got into overtime. It's still tied. Well, let's just say this. Yeah, the, F- the Philly was down in the fourth quarter, 16-20. to Uh Bengals scoring another tu- another uh, field goal, 23 to 16. Uh the Eagles managed to come back late in the fourth quarter and tie it up 23-23, but going into overtime, neither team can get a- get away with anything. Uh the Eagles had a chance to go for it on fourth down, try to go for the win late in overtime. Doug Peterson, the coach for the Eagles decided to punt the ball instead rather than Giving the ball to Carson Wentz and trying to win the game. Uh, Obviously, they were on their own side of the field. I'm guessing that Doug Peterson didn't want to potentially not get that first down and give the Bengals a short field with a chance to win. But obviously, I think it's kind of like a weird thing because you want to show that you have trust in your offense by giving Carson Wentz, your star quarterback that you paid a lot of money to, a chance to win the game. Even though he's been playing bad, he's still your best player on your team. But he took the ball out of his hand, and by doing that, you also put trust in your defense by saying, oh, if this doesn't happen, I trust my defense to make the plays to make sure the Bengals don't score. But he decided to punt the ball instead, pretty much downing his pretty much both sides of the ball for his team, both defensively and offensively, pretty much saying he'd rather go for the tie with the Bengals, a team that's not like looked at to be doing anything great this year they'd rather he rather keep the tie rather than go for the win and that has spurred up a lot of conversations uh this week whether he believe whether Doug Peterson believes in Carson wins, uh whether he believes in his defense and all that and i think a lot of that just adds a lot of questions to the locker room that you prob- that a team like that probably doesn't need especially with them being 0-2 and one now, with a team that was probably looked at as being probably one of the better teams in the NFC East but uh is just something that the he's, Doug Peterson is going to have to answer to to his team. Hopefully uh, Carson Wentz can turn it around and uh, get it to a point where they can. it looks like Doug Peterson would be able to believe in him again. Him throwing two picks in multiple games, like all the games this season, is not a good look, so Carson Wentz hopefully can get it together and uh, get his team back contention because the NFC East is real bad right now. I think the Eagles have a half-game lead on everybody in their division, so... The division's not going to be hard to win with uh, with the with the Cowboys, the Giants, and the Washington football team all playing terribly as well. So they just got to get this together. They have plenty of time with everybody playing terribly. So hopefully they can turn it around and get into the playoffs. Because I do not want to live in a world where the Cowboys make the playoffs and give their fans hope again that they can do something. Because we all know the Cowboys won't do anything. Next, got the Jolts. Uh, not jolts. Uh, Colts and the Jets. Colts routed them thirty six to seven. There was not much of a, not much of a uh, fight from the Jets. Honestly, I truly think that, uh. The Jets are the worst team in football. Even even worse than the Jaguars, who's been trying to trank for Trevor. Uh, and the Jets have their quarterback and Sam Darnold, and he just seems to be regressing right now. He had seventeen to twenty nine. 168 yards, one touchdown, and three picks. Obviously, they're devoid of talent. Their offensive line's not good. Le'Veon Bell's out. They have a lot of issues on this, on this Jets football team. But yet again, Sam Darnold, he just got drafted a couple years ago. Supposed to be your star quarterback, and he's only getting worse. So I'm not sure, they them being the worst team in football, I'm not sure if they're just going to keep trying to lose and try to get a high draft pick and... Maybe get better that way or they're going to try to turn this around. But I really do think their, their uh, coach has to go. Because he's supposed to be offensive guru. It's not happening for their offense. Their offense is absolutely awful. And if he's the head coach because he's supposed to know the offense, he's not helping his quarterback. Like, what is he there for? Because he's not making good coaching decisions. Their team's getting destroyed. Uh, I, just, I just don't see why they're there. You know? So the coach has to go. Uh, I'm not sure if they have to get another quarterback or not. I believe in Sam Darnold. I think he can play well. He makes bad decisions a lot of times, a la the three picks in this game. But uh, maybe with a better offensive line, a better coach, and all that, he may actually be it turned out to be a better player. But so you have to give him that opportunity. Adam Gase has never been looked at as a great coach in the first place. I'm not even sure why the Jets made that hire. But uh, they did it, so now they got to deal with the consequences of all these all these L's that they're going to take. But. Uh, Good for the Colts. Colts got a win out of that, so good for them. Phillip Rivers played well, 217, 217 yards and a touchdown. Jonathan Taylor is showing out. He had thirteen carries, fifty nine yards and a touchdown. Uh, probably not the not the most yards per carry, but you know what? He did enough. Being a rookie running back, uh, him having this, he's starting to get into that first, uh, getting all the first team reps. So he's only going to get better as as the year goes along. Uh, he was a great running back in Wisconsin. Hopefully, he can turn out to be a good running back in with uh, the Colts and make them a well-rounded team. Their defense is, vaunted is one of the better ones in the NFL. So, got Philip Rivers there to make plays when needed. You got a good running game, good defense. Maybe they could turn that into something. Next, you got the Panthers and Chargers. Uh, Panthers won that game, twenty-one to sixteen. Panthers got their first win of the season behind Bridgewater playing playing pretty well uh, 22-28, 235 and a touchdown even though I still look at the Chargers and Justin Herbert played pretty well, he had 35, a 49 330 and a touchdown Uh, add a pick onto that but he's still a rookie, like I just feel like both of these teams have potential, Uh, I'm not a big big, the biggest fan of Teddy Bridgewater but the Panthers are going to get a lot of wins in the first place, maybe they get a quarterback with maybe a future that they may want to uh have start down the road the panthers could turn out to be a better team so uh who knows it's it's two teams with not a lot right now but they have a lot to look forward to uh it was a i honestly i can tell you i didn't watch much of this game i don't look at i looking at justin herbert i do like the way he's progressing in this two games that he's gotten to play because of the whole uh, the whole thing with Tyrod Taylor having his lung having his lung punctured by trying to get a shot for his for his uh, fractured rib uh, last week, but you know what? He's taking advantage of his opportunities, playing well. And honestly, I'm not sure if uh, Tyrod's gonna have a chance to play by the time he's healthy because Justin Herbert's gonna play so well. So it's it's good to see uh, young players get their opportunities, but it also does suck to see a guy like Tyrod. Uh, being the starter, not be, not being able to play because of something that's not necessarily his fault. But uh it's just how the NFL goes. Next thing next game we got is gonna be the Buccaneers and Broncos. Buccaneers dominated. Tom Brady played well. 25 38, 297, three touchdowns. Not honestly, I'm I'm not a guy that necessarily believes in Tom Brady. Him being forty-three years old, I'm not the gonna be the guy that's gonna say that he's the same old Tom Brady that we all, that not we all, but a lot of people know and love. Uh, but you know what? He had a great game, great stat line uh, against the Broncos team. That's pretty bad as well. They're probably battling for worst team in the NFL as well, but the Broncos have a, had a lot of injuries before the season started. And then after the season started, they lost their starting quarterback and drew lock. Not sure how much longer he's going to be out, but uh, they can use a guy like they can use him back. Uh, with all that talent on the offense, with their wide receivers, and they have running good running backs and all that, I feel like the Broncos, once they get everything together, can turn out to be a better team. But just right now, it's just not looking great. Buccaneers got a win out of it. Uh, obviously behind uh, Tom Brady doing his thing, but I'm not sure if that's going to last uh, just from week to week. I'm just not a believer in Tom Brady not sure if that's more spurring from my hate for Tom Brady cuz he played for the Patriots Patriots for so long or if that's just because I it's hard for me to believe that a 43-year-old can handle a whole season's worth of workload cuz he's going to be the first guy to do it. So, he is battling against history. Um you know what? I could I could definitely say I will watch I will watch with anticipation. If he does do it, I'll be happy for him. But if he doesn't do it, I'll also be happy. <laughs> so I'm just kind of sitting the guy on the sidelines is ready to, ready to watch it all go. See how it unfolds. Next, you got the Lions and Cardinals. Lions got their first win of the season against the Cardinals. Uh, Matt Stafford had a good day. 22-31 two, uh, for 270 yards and two touchdowns. Had a good day. No picks. Kyler Murray had a really really rough day. Uh, 270 yards, two touchdowns, three picks. Uh... He just he finally did. He's a second year player, so he's gonna make mistakes like that uh, against a decent Lions secondary. Young players. Uh, Jeff Okuda. Mean I know him very well from him playing at Ohio State. He had a pick, so he had a great day. So you're just gonna have you're gonna have games like that. Being Kyler Murray, but he still had a had a pretty decent stat line for the most part other than those other than those three picks. He had a couple had a rushing touchdown. added on top of that. So with a guy like that having the ball in his hand as much, he's gonna make some mistakes. But you know what? That the Cardinals are gonna do very well throughout the season. Uh, and I, but I'm also glad the Lions got a win because I've always been a big fan of Matt Stafford. Uh, he's a very talented guy, really good arm, uh, really good arm. Uh, but just playing for a losing franchise, and uh, hopefully they can uh, get that turned around and maybe change the fortunes for Matt Stafford. Uh, next we got the Seahawks Cowboys really great game. Russell Wilson showed out, uh, twenty seven to 40, 315 yards and five touchdowns. It would have been sick, uh, six if uh, DJ Metcalf had a. Uh, they had a very. I watched this whole game. They had a very early touchdown. Russell Wilson throws a bomb. It was like for like fifty something yards, fifty eight yards something like that, right? And DJ Metcalf catches the ball. Is walk pretty much walk prancing into the end zone. And the corner, he was acting like the cornerback wasn't literally right behind him the whole time. Cornerback comes up, pokes the ball out before he crosses the goal line, pretty much knocking out that whole touchdown. And honestly, if I was Russell Wilson, I would kill DJ Metcalf. But you know what? Russell Wilson stayed with it. Uh, DJ Metcalf still had a great day. He had 110 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Should have been two. But he still had a great day anyway. Uh, Russell Wilson did great. Uh, Chris Carson had a a mad day 14 carry 64 yards that was kind of highlighted by chris uh chris carson getting hurt during a play where he uh was tackled and then you had a defensive lineman for the cowboys kind of do a i forget what they called an alligator roll i believe on his leg pretty much injuring him Uh, that had made its rounds on twitter and on social media throughout the day and it was kind of like oh that's something that a lot of NFL players have said that's something you don't do, especially when you're looking at other NFL players. You're not trying to hurt each other. At least for the most part, this guy was, uh, he definitely was trying to do something real bad to Chris Carson. And I I hope he gets healthy and is able to come back and play. But I also hear that other players are like that defensive lineman for the Cowboys is going to get a world of hurt from other players throughout the league because of that. So, you know what, just don't go in, go in with bad intentions, try to hurt anybody. And, uh, it would be a lot better for everybody. I know you're trying to win a game and there's money on the line and all that, but you just shouldn't go that route because you're you're affecting somebody else's money, their family, their livelihood, and all that. But you know the Cowboys did their thing again. They kind of they do a lot of scoring early or they do uh, not enough scoring late. But the Seahawks pulled it out. Russ Wilson made the play at the end of the game to win the game. And Dak Prescott just didn't. He had, he still had a great day. He had a thirty-seven to fifty-seven, four seventy-two yards, three touchdowns, but two picks. Uh, but when I look at that, though, sometimes you can be a great quarterback a lot a la Kirk Cousins, like I was saying earlier. You can be a great quarterback that are, that are gonna get a lot of passing yards, you to get your stats and everything. But at the end of the day, you gotta if you're gonna be that guy to win multiple championships or. Not not just championships, just games in general. Sometimes you got to be that guy that's going to make the right decision, make the play to win the game. And Russell Wilson showed he can do it, and Dak Prescott couldn't. And uh, that I hate to say it, but when Dak Prescott goes to his team at the end of the season and wants to get paid like he's one of those guys, a la Russell Wilson, a la Deshaun Watson, a la Patrick Mahomes, the Cowboys are going to look at him and say, you're not that guy. You're not winning these close games like these other quarterbacks are. So they're not they're not gonna be willing to pay Dak Prescott as much, even though he's doing so much for the team. And honestly, it sucks when you say so much for the team, and I look at that he did so much during the game, but sometimes you just gotta he's not gonna be the same as the top tier quarterbacks that are getting their teams the wins when when they have to. Put the teams on their back, they're getting dubs. The Cowboys aren't. Dak Prescott's going to pay for it, unfortunately, uh, and that's just kind of how the NFL goes. But that, but obviously, that was a absolutely amazing game, though. Too. Next, you got the Sunday night game. You got the Packers and the Saints. Uh, Packers won that game, thirty-seven to thirty. It kind of sucked watching that game for uh, the Saints. Me, uh, I've always liked the Saints. Uh, Michael Thomas ended up going there, so I've always liked to follow his career. But he is hurt. But I still watch this game, just wanted to see the, both these quarterbacks do well. They were both playing well throughout the season so far. Well, not well, because Drew Brees did get beat up by the Vegas Raiders last game. But obviously, Rodgers had a great day. Uh, Packers won, by the way, 37-30. Rodgers won, uh, Had went 21-32, 283, and three touchdowns. Drew Brees also had a decent stat line, too, 288, and three touchdowns. He's doing all that, and the stat is is that he is actually averaging less than five yards per per throw. So, whenever he's throwing the football, he the ball averages out to go less than five yards past the line of scrimmage, which is absolutely insane that he's able to do that and still create these stat lines. But it also shows the other like defenses that you're going to be playing that you have you're going to have trouble throwing the football down the field, which it's. I'm not sure if it's play calling because Sean Payton knows that Drew Brees' arm will get tired throughout the season. So he's trying to keep it keep it as good as possible by throwing all these intermediate short to intermediate throws. Or if it's something that like Drew Brees just can't do it at all. I, I have a feeling Drew Brees can still do it, but with his age, uh, everybody ages differently. Maybe Drew Brees just can't throw the football down the field as much as he used to. And that's just something that the uh, Saints got to deal with. But let's also say that when you are missing a guy like Michael Thomas, that does change your game, panel, game plan a lot. So I'm not going to subscribe to the idea that Drew Brees can't throw the football down the field until he has all of his weapons. And they have a have a good week of practice and everything. And potentially that may change the game plan. But uh, that's something to look look at. Uh, but the Packers did win the game. Again, one of the other problems with the Saints right now is their defense having a lot of uh, penalties. I think they had, like, over, like, 12, 13 penalties. And then I think they had, like, close to 150 yards worth of penalty yardage. That is a huge problem. And I think it's, like, two weeks in a row that they've played a team where their defense makes them, like, at the end of the Packers game, Packers were trying to run out the clock. The Saints still had a chance at winning the game if they could stop them and keep them forgetting getting get first down. Not only on third down did uh they the packers get somebody on the saints defensive line to move getting a free play but then they also a defensive uh defensive back got called for pass interference in the end zone pretty much giving the packers the ball on the on the one yard lines for pretty much just sitting there game pretty much giving them the game so saints being plagued by uh not not much injuries as much but they're being played by uh, by penalties and that's just if you're not going to be the team that's going to score a lot of points just by throwing the football on the field and scoring fast, you can't be that team that's getting plagued by a bunch of penalties and giving the other team extra yards and extra chances to score the football. It's just not how that works. Hope the Saints can get it together with Michael Thomas, but the Packers are still playing well with being three and zero now. Uh, Aaron Rodgers still on his uh, what is it? Scorch, scorch the earth tour. I'm not sure what I called it last last podcast, but he's he's on a tear right now. He's a, he's a playing really well. It's even with his like not as uh, talented wide receivers. Well, they're talented, but they're not like highly touted. That's the word. Not as highly touted wide receivers being drafted in the first round. Like maybe he probably would have wanted it uh, this past season. Last but not least, you got the Chiefs and Ravens. Uh, Chiefs ran away with this game, 34 to 20. Uh, they. The Chiefs scored a lot early, pretty much taking the Ravens out of their game plan trying to make Lamar, which made Lamar Jackson throw the football a lot of times. It didn't help. He threw the ball 15 for 28 for 97 yards, and that's it in a touchdown. So that's, that's definitely getting... So how the Ravens like to play is they like to throw the football a lot, I mean, run the football a lot early, pick, pick and choose their options when they pass the ball, and usually that turns out to be a great thing. But when they come... To, come to a early deficit it kind of throws them out of their game plan they don't really stick with the rush uh the running attack as much they start throwing the football and lamar jackson still having a ways to go has still has a problem with trying to throw his team back into the game and with that like lamar like lamar jackson said after the game the kansas city chiefs are the ravens kryptonite even though the uh, the ravens defense played well against kansas city it's just one of those things where Kansas City is just so talented, Patrick Mahomes, as soon as he kind of lights a fire up under everybody on his team, they could just score points like crazy no matter who's playing defense against them. So it just kind of shows that there still is a uh, sizable gap between Patrick Mahomes and even a guy like Lamar Jackson when it comes to talent and throwing the football and all that. So it just shows the Ravens where they're uh, deficient at and hopefully gives a blueprint as to for the Steelers if we're going to get some wins against them this year, uh, how to do it. Next, I will talk about the week four slate. Actually, no, before I talk about that, there had, was some news through uh, early this week about the Titans having a bunch of positive tests. I think it's like uh, up to like eight or nine cases now of players testing positive. And then you had like five or six coaches that tested positive as well, leading to a, the game sucks, but against my Steelers being postponed, uh, they're postponing it to later in the season. It, the news was they were going to try to postpone it to Monday or Tuesday, uh, but they must, they got a couple more uh, positive tests and then decided just to reschedule it for later in the season. I think this is the first time that you have any that the NFL has experienced any positive tests at all, at least since the season started. Uh, let alone having a team pretty much be ravaged by uh, all of the positive tests of coronavirus. Uh, pretty much them having to lock down their facility. Nobody can go to practice. So it, they just figured it'd be more fair to give just to make the game later on in the season. But I'm not sure how that's going to mess up potentially uh, the Steelers long term just because you now you have a bye week four. Or does that mean they're going to try to take away the buy that the Steelers have in weeks Week eight, or are they going to be able to keep that and they're just literally making the game later later on after the season's supposed to go and then just push 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 back the playoffs? I'm not sure. This is only the first. Uh, there's no way that you could tell that. Like, tell me that they, there won't be more games that have to be postponed. Uh, but the NFL's done well so far, so maybe this is just an outlier. It's one of those things to keep an eye on. It uh, is a weird time right now with coronavirus, and uh, it may it, we can't have anything normal this year. It's 2020, so it's just, it's just another thing that everybody's going to have to look at. Uh, I'll start with the Thursday night game tonight. You got the Broncos and the Jets, battle of two bad teams. I would say the Broncos should win this game. The Broncos seem a little bit more uh, well-run than the Jets right now, so... I hate to put my hat on either one to be totally honest with you, but Broncos it has to be if I have to pick. Uh next you got the Colts and Bears. Uh I I want to pick the Colts. I think they're a better team, but just Nick Foles with has a lot of momentum on his side right now. And I think that he could potentially just have another great day and keep Mitchell Jabisky out of the uh out of the out of the talks for any sort of starting role for the Bears. So I'll go with uh, Nick Foles over the Colts. Next, you got the Jaguars and Bengals. Ooh. Again, like, really bad team in the Jaguars that is looking for their quarterback against a team in the Bengals that has their quarterback but is still pretty bad. That's going to be a hard one. Not necessarily. I will pick the Bengals just because they just, I have a feeling they just really, they've been close in all the games they've played this year. A la with the tie with the Eagles last week, they really showed that they want to get a get a win. I just don't see it in the Jaguars, so I'll go with the Bengals there. Browns, Cowboys, Browns, oof, Browns will lose. Cowboys are gonna have to win this game. There's no way that Dak Prescott can lose this game. I just think it's this is a desperate time for the Cowboys, being one and two and being half a game behind the uh, the Eagles. Well, no, the Eagles are winless this season, right? Let me see. Yeah, the Eagles are 0-2-1, but they have a tie. So, technically, even with the Eagles not having any wins, they're only a half a game behind the the Cowboys. So, if the Cowboys are going to gain a game on the Eagles and potentially uh, set themselves up to have a long-term lead in the NFC East, they're going to have to win this game. So, I'm going to go with the Cowboys. They're the better team overall, I would like to say. And they they should be more desperate in their uh, division, trying to stay trying to stay ahead of everybody else, especially the Eagles. Next, you got the Saints and Lions, uh, battle of one and two teams. I'm gonna say Drew Brees can pull this game out, just because he just he's he's the quarterback, even though his arm may not be doing well. I just don't see the Lions having a good enough defense to make the Saints pay for it. Um, even though the Lions defenses uh, but have budding players, uh, a la Jeff Okuda, they have good young players, but when you have a guy like Drew Brees that has um, played the game as long as he has, he's going to be able to take advantage of any mistakes the Lions make. So I'll go with the Saints there. Seahawks-Dolphins, no doubt I'm picking Seahawks. Uh, Dolphins are our worst team, even though the Seahawks can't play defense. That is going to be the one asterisk to like, every Seahawks game. The reason why Russell Wilson has to play as great as he does is because the Seahawks defense can't stop anybody. So I'm, I'm gonna go with I believe in Russell Wilson. He he's gonna be the guy I'm gonna believe in until somebody gives me a reason not until he gives me a reason not to. Seahawks win. And I would like to say big. Next you got the Chargers and the Buccaneers. Chargers have been a tough out for every game they played this season. Uh, but you have Tom Brady and the Buccaneers are start their offense is starting to click um even though I don't believe necessarily believe in Tom Brady he has a lot of talent around he's just a distributor uh their defense is uh is feisty and they take their opportunities they're pretty opportunistic so i'm going to go with the buccaneers to win this win this game is just a better overall team uh next you got the ravens and the washington football team uh ravens not a chance for the washington football team i'm sorry I would love for Dwayne Haskins to beat the Ravens. That would be such a nice feeling, but he's just been throwing a lot of interceptions right now, especially with that Raven secondary. They are opportunistic. They like getting picks. They can rush the passer. It's just not looking good for Washington, uh, at the moment. So I I got to pick the Ravens. They're just a much better football team, uh, paired with the mistakes that Dwayne Haskins is still working are, is still working through. Next, you got the Cardinals and Panthers. I would like to think the Cardinals win this game. Kyler Murray will have a bounce back game and have a great week against the Panthers defense that is not good at all. Uh, I would like to say Panthers are a young team. They're, they will get better, but they're just not where the Cardinals are at right now. Next, you got the Vikings and Texans uh, battle for of zero three teams. Uh, I'm going to say that Deshaun Watson will get his first win. He played really he played pretty well last week considering the defense he was playing against. And the Vikings defense is not close to what the Steelers defense is. So I will go with Deshaun Watson. Next you got the Giants and the Rams. Giants stink really, really bad. I will go with the Rams to win that game. Just based off of talent alone and how well coached they are. They will beat the Giants big. Next got the Chiefs and the Patriots. It's going to be a, it's a big one. I will go with the Chiefs just being as offensively dominant as they are. And their defense being opportunistic. Uh. Just to beat the Patriots ravaged by players that opted out for the season defensively. Even though they always find a way to do things to keep themselves in the game. It's just once once the uh, Kansas City Chiefs wake up against anybody, there is no stopping them. Like I keep saying, you can't stop them. There's nothing you could you could probably hold on. It's like a tidal wave. It's just like you got to hope to hold on to something and hope you don't get washed away with the current. Uh, that's just how I feel about the Chiefs. Even though... I really think my Steelers defense could do it, but they're an upper echelon defense that can rush the passer and everything. So, Chiefs win. Next, you got the Bills and the Raiders. Uh, I will pick the Bills. Bills are a really good team. Josh Allen's on a tear. Potential MVP season going on right now. That's the guy I'm going to go with. The Raiders kind of struggled last week. They are they do run the football very well, which gives which gives me cause for pause. Mm-hmm. Them running, uh, running the football mm-hmm. with uh, Josh Jacobs like they do. But I'm just gonna pick the better overall team in the Bills. Next got the uh Eagles Niners. I will pick Niners. Uh even though they're ravaged by injuries right now, both offensively and defensively, uh I will pick the better overall team. Better seems like better coach team right now. Kyle Shannon's really calling really great plays with the 49ers. Doug Peterson's kind of struggling right now. Especially with their uh with their quarterback and Carson Wentz not playing as well. So I will go with the really good running team with the Niners. As well as their uh, opportunistic defense uh, making plays against Carson Wentz, who's not playing well. Uh, last but not least, uh, the Monday Night Football game is going to be against the Falcons and the Packers. Uh, I will like to say Packers will win pretty convincingly, uh, not only just because the Packers are 3 0 and the Falcons are 0 3, but the way the Packers have been able to win these games is absolutely spectacular. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is playing really well and the Falcons just like I hate to almost say it but they almost don't even belong in the league right now just because when you are up when you have these leads that they have there should be no reason they're giving them up like this it's just an absolute travesty I, I don't know how you can look at your team every week and be like I like we're giving up these leads We have we're doing enough to gain these leads on these teams offensively but we can't do enough to keep them away by the time the game is over that that is a hard pill to swallow if that was me and uh I just expect the Falcons just to keep stinking until further notice uh I again I like Kyler like uh Russell Wilson I believe in him until they he shows me different. I do not believe in the Falcons until they show me different that's just how I feel about it uh but yeah that's the third that's the uh week four slate for the NFL. I would like to quickly mention uh, a couple things for baseball and basketball. The finals are going on right now. The uh, Lakers and Heat are playing in the finals. They played their first game last night. Lakers have, uh, they really made it look easy. I'm not going to lie to you. The game, honestly, even though the scores may have been close at times, it didn't seem like the game was close. Like, AD and LeBron were getting what they wanted offensively, and they've been playing pretty well defensively, and they're, they're, uh, their bench player's been playing well, so I just think it's like a recipe for disaster for the Heat. Not to mention the Heat had a couple injuries last night as well. Uh, I just don't see the Heat being able, like, just talent wise, to match up with what the Lakers have in LeBron James and Anthony Davis. That's just one of those things you just you just got to deal with. You just got to deal with. If you're the Heat, the Heat want to act like they have a chance. I just I'm not going to be the guy. To say, to say the Heat's going to win this series because it's not going to happen. It's going to be the Lakers. And I'm not even the biggest LeBron fan. I am a Bulls fan through and through, but even I can admit that it's just not looking good for the Heat right now. Uh, and also, uh, the first round of the MLB playoffs that just went down, I watched the first two games with the Yankees playing, Yankees being the 6th seed, playing the Indians being the five seed. Uh, but... The Yankees played really well, watching the game last night was absolutely amazing to watch because there was a lot of home runs early. By the time by the time the game kind of landed on came on in the last couple innings, it was like it was like watching high school or like little league baseball. Batters weren't just swinging for home runs; they were slapping the ball around, getting ground balls, running uh, running the bases. Like it was an absolutely great show to watch, even though Ronald Chapman. Wanted to make it really, really hard at the end. Like, he makes it like pulling teeth sometimes. You look at it like, oh, they brought him in late in the eighth inning when uh, it was tied. Uh, and he just, he got he got out of that. Yankee scored a couple runs in the top of the ninth. And then Ronald Chapman comes back. All he needs is three outs. And he just made it so hard. I was pulling out my hair. Like, it was so bad. It, I just don't like, I get real nervous watching games like that. And Aralda Chapman, I believe, I really do think he knows, and he just wants to ruin my life for those cup, for that half an hour to an hour that I have to watch him watch him do his thing. Uh, and obviously they won, they won both those games. It was a best of three series, so Yankees are on in the next round. I believe they're playing the Rays. Um, I here's the thing with the Yankees being a five seed, actually a six seed. I believe the main reason for that is because the they the Yankees were just Rattled with injuries, riddled, riddled was the word, riddled with injuries, uh, and I would, and I truly believe that if, as long as they are healthy, and as long as they are playing well, they can beat anybody in the East, they can, really, I truly believe that, they seem healthy as of right now, they're playing well, I really do think they'll get, get all the way through to the, to the, uh, uh Eastern Pennant, I don't, I don't, I forget what the, uh, I forget what they call it. I, I believe they'll get to the World Series. Let's just let's make that very dead and simple. As long as they're playing well and healthy, <clears throat> injuries not being a factor, they'll make it to the World Series, I have no doubt. Actually, that means I have a little bit of doubt because injuries are one of those things. So I have a little bit of doubt, but I truly believe they'll make it to the World Series because of how talented they are, both uh, offensively and hitting the ball, but also defensively as in their great pitching staff Uh, and their defense is pretty well rounded as well so uh that's all i have on the yankees and uh i honestly haven't watched much else of the uh different series throughout baseball but i I will watch more and more as the rounds keep going it's just so many teams playing and it's just kind of weird to kind of keep my head on all of it but uh but it'd be good to see i want to see the yankees do it this year i'm really excited uh and that is a that is about it. that's all I got. So if you're listening uh, thank you. I know I just put just put these episodes out to be listened to on my Twitter. Uh, so if you're listening to this right now, thank you. I appreciate it. Let me know what you think um, and that's it. I'll be recording next week so.